Hey everybody, welcome to the Average Joe's Podcast. My name is Mario Romanelli, and with me I have Zygmunt Maloney. That's me, coasting. We're going to do a little small podcast, basically for Mario's project, but it's going to be great because we're going to go over some questions, we're going to go over some new teams that are joining the NCDA, and what else? And rule changes. Oh, rule yeah. changes. Always yeah. a big thing. Always a big thing. Uh, the two big questions coming up for the next year were the rule changes for catching a ball when in possession with another. I guess we'll talk about how the rule was last year, was this year, and what we're going to do about it next year. And we're also going to talk about new teams that are joining the league. And which team joining? San, San St. Ambrose of St. Ambrose. Davenport, Iowa. Of Iowa. Wow. I think they're... They're in a. They're not NCAA. They're in some sort of strange league, but it's not anything different because we have Division two teams. We have Division three teams. Moody Bible is the NCCAA, then Double CC, Double A. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not anything different. We welcome any newcomers into the league. Any new teams. Davenport. That's in uh, Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Yes. Would they be considered in the Illinois region, right? Probably automatically, but regions in our thing is they're totally, they don't really matter that much. You <laughs> you set it, and the whole purpose is you don't want to play people that are in your region because you're likely to play them all the time, but they're very variable, so they can be switched around. So, for instance, Bowling Green last year played Michigan teams more than anyone else. So even though they would be the Bowling Green Ohio, they'd be in the Ohio region, they actually should be reclassified as the Michigan region. Yeah, they kind of should. I mean, yeah. they did have that uh, round robin at the end of the year with all the other Michigan teams. Yes, it's teams. very, uh, you could do whatever you want with it. I mean, we don't know much about the Fighting Bees of Davenport, but they should be fun. I mean, hopefully they can come out to Chicago for the uh, Chicago Dodge Bowl Open CDO. Yeah, it's definitely what I, I marketed when they contacted me about via the email. So it should be good to have a new team in the league, and especially close to Chicago, and get a little Western expansion going. Pretty good. I mean, last year we had Penn State join the league right yeah. before Nationals. Well, at Nationals. Their at, Friday, yeah. The Friday game of Nationals was their first match, and we put them up on the list. Great team to have. They showed up. That'd be another cool, fun team to play. So let's go over rule changes now. I know a lot of people have been not necessarily complaining, but questioning the whole rule of if you're having a ball in your hand and you catch another if that's a catch because a lot of people sometimes what they do is they'll use the ball they're holding to catch a ball so we consider it a trap catch yeah so nobody in nobody out it's just well the the whole i guess it's good to go into the background of it so the way they have it now is they didn't want the refs or the officials calling the game per se and i think that's not very valuable because the officials we have now are generally good people. You always get try to get alumni, and even then, you try to get people that have at least played a game. Back then, it was nobody was playing a game, and the people that are playing now know what they're doing. So basically, they just said you had to catch the ball cleanly at all times. There can't be anything because we can't have anybody. We can't have the officials decipher uh, yeah, whether yeah decipher what it is. But now the new rule is you can catch a ball, but it has to look clean. And you're, the referee does, in fact, make a calling on it. And it'll say if it was clean or not. So you're going to have a ball holding out your left hand outstretched. 
and then catch a ball one-handed with your arm tucked to your body, and it's clear that the ball in your left hand did not touch the ball in your right hand that was caught. So obviously that's a catch, and we're just changing the rule to make it look like that. And was that that was the original rule when we first started well, the league? Well, when we first started the league, if it was a catch, it was a catch. And people would bobble the ball, and the ruling is that if a ball hits another ball or any part of the environment except for a player, then the ball's dead. And just that whole scenario and how we worded how a ball is dead caused problems later on in, in catching a ball with the same instantaneous kind of thing. So, Yeah, it could be some problems. Then the ref doesn't know what to call, and then... Yeah. In general, for the past, let's see, 2013, we started in 2005. The eight years. Eight years. For, yeah, for the past eight years, our rule book has really defined itself a lot better. And we're going into like our own special little rule set that makes sense and logic. And I guess time needed that. I guess each year there's always something at the end of the year captain's meeting at nationals where rules will be brought up. Yeah. So And then everyone would agree or disagree on changing a rule. There was another rule I remember at the captain's meeting was maintaining possession in balance with the catch. Where if, or if a ball was hit and it was going out of bounds and someone jumped out of bounds grabbed it and threw it back inbounds, and yes. someone on the other team caught it, as if that would be a team catch. Yeah, well, technically that's already in the casebook, and it was already part of the rule, and what they were debating on was whether the player that jumped out of bounds and threw it to the other teammate should be rewarded by staying back in. And as it goes right now, the catch would be good, whether it was a team catch or, well, it would be a team catch by definition, but... Because they landed out of bounds, they were out of bounds after that. So, they would so it was like a one-for-one one exchange, but it's better than just one person going out of bounds. Because you can't catch a ball and then land out of bounds, because then you'd be out. And then you'd be out. You had to have one point of contact in bounds for our rules. So I guess that, I mean, the good part about that is if you get hit with the ball and you see it being up in the air out of bounds, if you dive out and throw it back in, at least someone can come in to take your place. Yeah, I mean... And, the rule hasn't changed for that. It's still going, but they didn't want to re- reward anything because because of that rule, we want to keep the boundary, out-of-bounds rule intact, and that would make things more messy. I, I think it's a good, good situation. I mean, we already are allowed to go outside of the, the boundary court as long as you have a point of contact in. That could be a finger. It could be a foot. <laughs> could be a piece of hair. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell, but I think it still is enough. We don't have to extend it. Which is good. I mean, I know there was a play in watching some of the footage of the Ohio State CMU game from Nationals in the first round, where there was a point where someone from Ohio State caught a ball, but they stepped one foot out of bounds and then one foot in bounds. So for that split second, they were out of bounds because they only had, they had one foot out and yeah. the other foot was in the air. And you, that was definitely so. tough to call, but technically, because they stepped out first, the catch didn't count. The but, catch didn't count. Yeah. And even if they have control of it, it's it's more it's about where your feet are at when you come down from the ball. Now, see if that was the other way around. He had the one foot in and then st- stepped out. If the so catch would be good, catch yeah. would be good. He's still in bounds. It's a good play. Um, so basically, those are the big things that are coming up. For yeah, um, next year. we definitely. I I will write all this down. Why well, I rewrite a little bit of the new rule set down and I'm sending it out to the captains for voting or official voting but like the only thing that was really changed was the catch rule the catch trap rule and um, as far as anything else goes there's going to be votes and I definitely look forward to that 
And now this voting's going to go on over the summer, right? Over the summer, because there's probably about, in my estimation, seven or eight little rule changes. And, of course, that trap-catch rule. So we're, we're changing that, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Well, thank you, Ziggy, for <laughs> joining me on this podcast. It'll be a good school project. I'll have to turn this in on Wednesday, so <laughs> just got to do some editing. That's basically what's coming up for next year in the NCDA. Um, only other thing we know is Ohio State is going to be hosting nationals. That'd yes, be, and uh, Ohio State probably second week of April, like it usually is, somewhere around there. It, it depends on the March Madness schedule because yeah. they always bump us. And uh, I did see that on the uh, NCDA Dodgeball website on the forum, we already have a list of that Ziggy made for the usual year-round matches the chicago dodgeball open normally second yeah. week the schedules January. the schedules up there on the forum so is the contact thread if you guys haven't gotten your contact info and i suggest posting yes uh, for the teams that do not have that contact info in uh try to get that because i know that's how i use it to find out you know when we want to invite new teams to play us we normally just go on the contact info and look and see like oh like Central Michigan, I'll talk to Riley, or I'll talk to Wes. Yeah. Or some emails we didn't have on our, on our contacts yeah. for the Gmail. Well, that, so. that was an old list. That was from, like, three years ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. um, but uh, thank you guys for joining us for the Average Joe's Podcast. I'm Zygmus Maloney. And, and I'm Mario Romanelli. Uh, we're from DePaul, in case you guys didn't notice. But thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.